This is Seba, the Southern Fried Witch, and this is episode 35 of season two. And today I have blessed the hearts of way too many folks. Um, here in the deep south, y'all, blessing somebody's heart can be exactly what it sounds like. Or it could be something a little bit more dark. No, just because something is dark does not make it wrong, bad, evil, whatever. We have to be careful where we put our energy, but I have blessed a lot of hearts today, and uh, I want to talk about a way my grandma taught me to bless somebody's heart in a way that would not attach me to any negative juju. (laughs) And I'm just going to jump right into it. I'm sure that y'all know what I mean when some folks just try us. They just try us right down to our last little patient pair of overalls. And, you know, it is a natural human instinct to want to strike back. It really is. And I have, as an Aries, had to really train myself to resist that urge. Not all the time. I mean, there are occasions where there's just nothing else you can do, honey bunnies. But sometimes... Well, sometimes we need to count to 10. One of the things my grandma taught me was to wait 24 hours after getting super hurt or super upset if the situation would allow it before actually trying to speak to the person or do anything about what the person has, um, well, done to us or said to us or whatever. And again, not all situations allow this, but come on. A lot of them do, and we just want to have that feeling. Let me tell you something about myself. A lot of people don't know unless they've been around me. Ever since I was a tiny little girl, if I fell and got hurt, I wanted to punch the ground. If a cabinet door popped back and hit me in the head, I wanted to slam that cabinet door. And everybody knows if I fall or hurt myself, it is best to stay about two feet back and assess the situation (laughs) before coming over to try to help my silly little butt up. It is a really natural impulse in me to strike back at anything that hurts me. I mean, really embedded. So I, of all people, needed that lesson that my grandma gave me more than anyone. I've been in all manner of situations in which I had to make that rule of thumb for myself to not bless that situation quite yet. (laughs) And I'm going to get to how I bless situations. But right now I'm thinking about our next door neighbors down at the end of the road. Um, They're super country. They're super Republican. They're super Christian. And they have super unfixed pit bulls. No, I love pit bulls. I love, you know, my Maggie was a pit bull. But the unfixed variety, in this case, uh, a male, well, of any dog, really, but specifically uh, this particular fella, 
Well, they're just more aggressive than your average bear. And uh, he's been coming down here onto our property and attacking my girls through the gate, that sort of thing. And it was several months ago when my son's dog, one of the sweetest dogs I've ever known in my entire life, and actually the son of Maggie, who was mostly pit, but he's just got these long arms of the law and he's so sweet and uh, precious. And if he sees another dog, he wants to play and he wants to play right away. And he saw this pack of dogs one day when we were outside and he ran right for them, ran right in the thick of them. And, you know, that's just his nature. And it only took maybe 10 to 20 seconds for them to have him on his back. And it took several hundred dollars and, gosh, several hundred stitches to put him back together. He almost died. I'm the one who ran into that pack of wild dogs like a stone-cold fool, screaming and waving my arms because I didn't have anything to save him with. I'd been feeding the rabbits. And, y'all, I just, I realized it was not the most intelligent of decisions. I got lucky I was protected this day. But I promise you, if I hadn't have done it, he would have died. Promise you. Somehow my wild arms in the air screaming and yelling and my little five foot one frame scared the living shit out of this pack of dogs. And they ran the other way, which gave me time to gather my sweet grand dog and get him to the hospital. And when I could not get them to do anything about it, and I tried, I called them on the phone, I called their mama who owns the property. I did everything in my power. I suggested they get their dog fixed. I suggested it very sweetly. I offered money to do so. I offered money to help them build a fence. I did everything I could think of. And they just politely and wryly told me, oh, we're fine. And these are the dogs that will come over into my property. Now, we cannot right now afford a full property fence. We have, however, started one. I mean, it's several hundred dollars for just a shortest little spance, and we are attempting to get it done. But we now take most of our dogs out on a leash to keep them from even considering running past our own vehicles because they will die. Now then, when somebody hurts something of mine, I really want to strike back like I told you. It's in my bones. I wanted to shake them. I, you know, consider doing all kinds of things. But you can't do anything out here in the country. Um, There's no animal control. The sheriff ain't gonna listen to you. It's all on you. And you don't want a war with your neighbors. You know, I learned that the hard way about 20 years ago. You don't want a war. I mean, that's gonna just, you might be right, but we've talked about this. You're headed at that green light. There's a semi-truck headed for you. You've got the green light, but do you want to die? So I finally learned that lesson. I didn't feel like dying that day or in the near future. And so I resisted everything past talking to them and putting my babies on leashes. So instead, I befriended them. It was uncomfortable. I did the best I could to be like a neighbor to them to explain to them how sweet these dogs were and that I had a grandchild that was out in the yard and what it all meant to me to be safe and offered them some 
you know, cucumbers and, and green beans and the like, and, and just tried to be um on their level to meet them where they were at, which, you know, I've got a lot of thoughts about. Mm. Ooh, I'm mad. I, yeah, see, I'm accessing that anger again because I think they're being willfully ignorant and careless with their own dogs and um, their neighbors. But there's not much I could do that wouldn't be brought back on me past being their friend. So I, I attempted that. And as my anger quelled and as Boosie started to heal and we became more and more careful and we do sort of live like we're, I guess, like we're in town, you know, with our animals. They don't free range. And they don't hang out in their own yard off a leash. But as time went on, I noticed that my neighbors were starting to put that other dog up at night. And that was really good. Well, that secured our safety quite a bit, especially when we're walking through the yard. So I decided to just bless that animal's heart. I'm not kidding. It, I know y'all don't really get what I mean. There's so many ways us Southern witches bless a heart. We can actually mean it from the bottom of our little souls, you know, bless their heart. They've just gone through so much. Now, we could mean it in a whole other way. But in this case, I tried to dig down deep and think about that dog who doesn't have any training, totally at the whims of his uh, hormones, as he's unfixed. Boy, is he ever unfixed. He clangs when he walks. And, you know, just that whole pack mentality. I dug down very deep. And I mean when I say that I didn't send out anything negative toward that dog. I just blessed it in the way that my grandma taught me how to, which we're getting to. It's just taken me a long time because I'm Southern. And the next night... And y'all are going to think I'm horrible. Y'all need to know, number one, I love animals. And I do not cast on animals or children in any way except to heal them. So this was fairly disconcerting. The next night, that dog was chasing after somebody, I don't know who, and got hit in the road. And he didn't die. Everybody stay calm. He didn't die. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. And they had to take him over to the vet. And he had to be inside for like a solid two, three weeks, which I think gave him time to calm down. And as far as I can tell, he's just as healthy as a horse today, but he doesn't come down our driveway anymore. It wasn't our driveway that was part of the situation, but I don't know. It just, he got his shit together <laughs> for lack of a better way to put that. So let me talk to you about the other way to bless somebody's heart. We already know about the true blessings and we know about the not so great ones that I guess we could use the word curses, but there's another blessing you can give. And for me, it's the most powerful one. You see, the first one means you are an active participant. You are asking your God, your goddess, your higher power, whatever. Or even using your own power to literally give blessings upon someone. Very nicely done there. Good job. The other one, same thing, but it's a whole different ball of wax, isn't it? It's, uh, well, it's negative and it's uh, not very sweet. But you're still an active part of it. You're the one requesting it. And then there's another one. 
<laughs> and I think only oldest of Southerners and, and really the ones who still remember all the lore and the myth of the Deep South could attest to what I'm about to talk about. And that is the blessing that means that you are letting go of the situation. Just 100% letting it go, letting it ride, big mama, whoever is going to take care of it from here. It is not asking for, and y'all please never do this, you're doing it wrong if you do, bad karma. By the way, just in asking for bad karma to happen to somebody or wishing it, you're putting yourself in its path, so... Hmm, we weren't very smart, were we? Mm-mm, I wouldn't do that. So this particular kind of blessing is one almost for yourself. It's also for the situation, but it's mostly for you. And so that was the one I had done. Just let it go. Said, I'm going to do the best I can to be kind to these people. I tried to educate them, <laughs> which I'm sure came off a little uppity about fixing their animal not retaliating in any way. That was really hard. Not calling them and cussing them out. And I do have their phone number. I just blessed the heart of this situation. And it left me out of it. It left me empathetic for what happened next. It left it up to the universe. But I no longer was tied to that issue. Thank goodness. Because there hasn't been a, hold on, let me knock on wood. There hasn't been another incident since. And the dog is fine and my dogs are fine and we're still building that fence. But there are deeper situations in which, and I'm not talking about political ones, Lord, no. I'm tied to a few of those and I do want to affect some change in that area. I'm talking more about personal situations in our life, people. And that one's really, really hard. You know, we can be fairly unevolved as a species, y'all, at the end of the day. If somebody wants to leave us or if someone has done us wrong in some way, we want retribution and we want, I don't know, some kind of full circle situation to come about so that we can have closure. And let's be truly clear here, we cannot control other people. And if we could, well... I don't want to be your friend if you can do that. I have blessed a lot of hearts in the last few years in the way that I'm talking about right now. And it has brought me unbelievable peace. And do not let me be on a high horse right here. It took me 50 years to learn how to do this. 50 years. You know what? If somebody had told me about this, though, I probably wouldn't have listened. I'm still going to tell you anyhow. And this third way to bless somebody's heart, you are doing your very, very best to cleave your own insecurities, anger, hurt, um, you know, the last word, you're letting it all go. And in doing so, you got to have that little blessing because you're not attempting to curse them. Now, I'm talking about a very specific situation in which you do not want to bind yourself to this human being anymore. You want freedom from this relationship, from this human being, even if it hurts. And so in that cleaving, you bless it. And if you're really pissed off and you're really angry, let me tell you, you know, it does actually. I've been told that 
when I do this and when I let somebody fully go, it hurts them way more than if I'd called them or cussed them out. But by the time I'm willing to let them fully go, there's nothing more to talk about. And I think that through, you know. If you are still grappling with a human being, if you're still pissed and telling them about themselves and one more damn thing, you're not ready to let that person go. Mm-hmm. You're still working on it. If you are fully realizing that this is an unhealthy situation that you have to get away from, and it doesn't have to be, you know, violent. It doesn't have to be life-threatening at all. It can just be an unhealthy situation. When you are truly there, there's nothing left to say except bless the heart. I mean, you're done. But you need that cleave and you need that clean break. And it, I, I know it seems like a catch-22, but you can't hold on to anger. You can't be throwing a binding or a curse or anything additional on top of that because it attaches you to the situation energetically speaking at least in my witchcraft I've noticed this there have been two people in my life I've done this with there may be more but these two are standing up in my memory right now I feel no anger I don't feel like there's anything else to say I like to look at the good times and remember those those moments as much as I can but I would never let these people back in my life never I'm done But their heart has been fully blessed, and I hope that they have a wonderful, wonderful life. They just can't be in mine. And when I got to this place, when I dug down deep and I I knew that there was no going back, I'm sure they wanted closure, but let me tell you something, honey. Somebody else's need for closure is not your responsibility to bear, all right? By the time you get to a place like this, they probably already know what they've done or what the situation led to. You don't have to work this out for them. You don't need to. And you don't have to be cold about it either. In both cases, I just said, well, we're done. I wish you luck. And I was gone. I was just gone. No more answers to text. No more answers in email. And I'm sure all of y'all are thinking, wow, how cold. In both cases, the need for me to have walked away had been going on for years. And I talked to him about it. I'd said, this is upsetting me and I don't feel heard and this feels abusive. And I, I, I discussed it with them. They knew. They 100% knew. But I just kept trying to work it out, you know, and If you're still trying to work it out, you're not done. (laughs) On the day that I knew I was done, I'm specifically thinking of the last one here. I had loved this person for over a decade. Not going to give any identifiers. This person had just meant a lot to me. And I had, gosh, I had found out too much. And from that person's own mouth about their choices in their life and They were against everything I believed in, and I had spent years attempting to try to help this human being to, I don't know, I don't know here, be a better person, um, (laughs) not be passive aggressive, not curse people that you're angry at. I, I, I had already gone through all that, and there was something that was the last straw. 
I didn't want to still be connected, you know, in the way that I know that writing to this person and explaining it all and sitting down or having a phone conversation, none of that was going to change where I was. Not a damn thing. And so I blessed their heart. And in doing so, I pushed them far, far away from me. And that's a big difference than cursing them. You know what I'm saying? Because I wasn't involved anymore. I didn't even want the last act I did to be, excuse me, y'all been losing my voice lately, been talking too much. I didn't want the last act of mine to be some kind of indelible connective tissue. In fact, I wanted that severed. And, you know, that's going to be a little bloody and it's going to hurt. But I was out. And I really hoped in my heart that they were also feeling the same way. Completely free to move on in their lives. And that's a whole other blessing. And whatever happens after that, well, that's on them. 100%. And I'd rather it be. I got enough on me. But there were other things I had to do, too, to get completely clear of that relationship. And those things have to do with not looking them up on Facebook. I mean it. Um, Not asking people about them. Not participating in any kind of conversation about it. And most assuredly, not gossiping about the situation. Now, this has over and over left me in a position that's quite indefensible. Because I won't say anything. I just won't say anything. And the other party may say quite a lot. And I'm quiet. And I'm still. But it's none of anybody's business. As far as I'm concerned. You know, once I've done this particular kind of blessing, there really isn't any coming back. There's something very magical about it. And sometimes I need that kind of protection. So in a lot of ways, it's a very um, magically protective thing. It stops me. Uh, It stops all my second guessing and my weakness and my softness and my tendency to forget what somebody's done to me and let it just ride. It takes that away from me too. It is the perfect cleaving altogether. So magical. Sometimes I can't even really quite access those feelings anymore. (laughs) I can't find the pain of it anymore Um, or the anger of it or the resentment of it. And that's a good thing for me to get to this place, for me to bless somebody's heart in this way. It is a moment of full and total acceptance that this relationship is done. But I don't understand why we have to look at it as something that we have to kick back on. Look, it's done. You know, it's done. And everybody on both sides needs, uh, well, then we need peace. We need to have a full and happy life after that. It's worked for me in the past. Doesn't work for, you know, the bigger things. I mean, we're not talking about trauma here. We're not talking about, you know, in a situation where you might need to go file a report. We're not talking about things like that. We're talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Those relationships that no longer serve us. And we know they're not gonna. But you have to be sure when you do it. Because, um, like I said, you won't be able to access a lot of it. The only thing I can access anymore (laughs) is the good stuff. And then if I think about calling them or anything, it's just, it's a wall. It's, it's closed. It's a chapter of my life and it's, um, readable, but I can't live it again. And there's a freedom in that. 
here at 56, there's a deep freedom in that. It means I could go on and make other friends. Watch out for warning signs and um, hope that anybody behind me is not in horrible pain. Because if you're hoping for horrible pain for somebody, oh, honey, you're still connected. That means nobody's free in that situation, including you. Now, I have a whole lot of spells <laughs> that I've got all written up. Some of them dusty, decades old, and I can't share a lot of them. But I can tell you a really simple, sweet one. I make a cup of tea. And usually I want to use something to the effect of dandelion. Dandelion is just this wonderful, wonderful plant. It can work as a diuretic, and I like to lean to science when I do my spells. But it's also a healer, so it's so perfect, a little cup of dandelion tea. Because, you know, a diuretic, you're getting rid of things, you're letting them go. But because it's dandelion, we're also healing it's not a curse. It is, um, well, I brew it up and add a little honey to it and I hold that cup of tea. I like to do it on a waning moon and I like to do it because I like to let go of it during that moon. And this may seem antithetical to anything you've ever heard before about witchcraft, but I go ahead while I'm holding that tea and I make that tea the relationship. I do. I think about the good times. I think about the bad too, because I know if I do the spell right, it's it's all going to be gone anyway. I fully let it experience in my body. Um, I might end up crying into that tea, and that's really wonderful juju. And I say everything I need to say to that human being over that cup of tea. And I take a sip of that tea and I let it just fully, I let myself feel it one last time. I really let it course through me. And then when I'm ready, I bless their hearts and I pour it upon the ground. And I let the great mother take it away. You know, she can clean it all. (laughs) The rock, the silt, the rain, all of it. It can just be back to the source Something went wrong there, and I'll let it go. And anything else, honey, well, I I pee it out. (laughs) It usually takes another moon for me to feel completely clear of that, but I think sometimes we don't want to let go of something because we're still attached, and we need to make decisions as witches, as individuals, as human beings. Do we want to still be attached? Hmm? There are a lot of love spells out there. What about the ones that fully let us go? I think those are up to us. I don't think somebody can do it for us. We have to decide we want to let it go. And it's worked every single time. Now, after we do something like that, there are occasions where the situation calls for it that I'll put up wards, protect myself. But we also have to put in the footwork, like I said, don't go looking for them. Don't be digging through old text. You, you need to let go if you're going to let go to let the magic actually work and heal you. And then sometimes I'll even do something really sweet where I'll wait that full moon and then I'll do another cup of tea, usually hibiscus if I can get away with it. I grow my own, so I kind of want my own. Red zinger, I love that stuff. It's so sweet. It's oh, oh and tangy. Mm. And when I have that tea, usually a full moon later, 
I try to bring things into my life. Good things. Uh, Like-minded people. People that I need to learn from. Peace. Gosh, we all need that comfort, joy, love. And, you know, kind of seal the door that way. Gosh, I feel like I have to say it again, so I guess I will. I am not talking about situations in which abuse is what we're trying to... No, no, no. You need to call the police. You need to get therapy. That's a whole other conversation. I'm talking about all the other moments in our life. And this also, this particular little tiny sweet spell, and I have my own wording for it. I won't share, but you can write your own. This one also works to let go of grief. It works to let go of, well, for me, self-resentment, things I have trouble forgiving myself for. Memories that torture me, uh, specifically from my mother. It's just a really good thing to do. You know, sometimes a a spell, a ritual, it is very much like a prayer. (laughs) But by enacting it and by doing something actually thoughtful towards that, I don't know if you can hear that bird in that suite, it becomes more real. It manifests just in the act of planning it alone. So... While it may sound antithetical to everything you've ever heard from the deep south, there are moments that I certainly do hope that you are blessing somebody's heart. Be careful, though. My grandma taught me that stuff is real and you can't take it back. So if you're really mad, it's like, you know, back in the day, back when spankings were still a thing. I mean, I quit on my own kids, but spankings were a big thing. And I remember hearing all the damn time, do not spank while y'all are angry, you know. And back in the 70s, I would hear my grandma telling my mother that. <laughs> Didn't work, though. Uh, do not spank when you were angry. Well, you know, when you're angry, you can't think very well. You don't think through repercussions and blessing somebody's heart while you're pissed. Oh, that's a dangerous thing to do. Be sure you want to be bound to them in that. And honestly, blessing somebody's heart when you're really trying to bring good into that life, it sort of binds you there too. Sometimes that connection's a good thing. We just need to be way more mindful of our intent. It's like number one. (laughs) Number one in witchcraft is your intent. So I hope y'all don't mind me sharing that with y'all today. And um, before I go, I wanted to tell y'all that I have been blessing this land I live on, this little tiny plot of land, for so long now. One of the blessings I do, I bless all the hearts of everything living here, and I want them to know that they're safe here. But I think other things hear me (laughs) from down the road. There's a notable lack of wildlife and such on, gosh, my direct neighbor's plot of land. Everybody wants to be over here. And there was this turtle a little boxer turtle a little box turtle um that i noticed last year that was in the driveway closer to the property and we are very close that the um, pack of dogs lives at and it looked like it'd been run over cracked shell it had some missing pieces it just looked real rough and and it looked like it was making its way toward my house And I meant to go back for it. I think I was walking my dogs and I meant to go back for it and get it safer, get it where it needed to be and possibly call our local wildlife specialist to see what I could do to help it. Anyhow, 
when I got back, I couldn't find it. And y'all know they look like the ground and the brush, and I couldn't find it. And today I went out there, and I was feeding my rabbits. They live in a rabbit condo. I only have them for their scat. We've talked about that before. And it's off the ground, like two feet. And also has a second level. And they're spoil rotten. Don't y'all worry. And underneath it, I was feeding them, and I, I saw a head move. And I looked down, <laughs> and it's that same damn little turtle. It is the same one the same crack on the back, the same missing plate, the whole night. It looks like scar tissue there. Same one a year later. Well, not quite a year. I guess more like six months. But it looked up and I was dropping this food down for the rabbits. And I mean, that's like a green pellet. And so when the pellets fell and it opened its mouth, those little pellets fell into its mouth. He's so smart or she, I don't know who it is, but sometimes these blessings, they work. I have blessed the hearts of every single living creature I can find around here, and I think they've told their friends. (laughs) It was just the most encouraging thing to see that sweet little turtle today. Anyhow, I wanted to share that with y'all. Well, my group is meeting tonight, so I reckon I better hightail it out of here. I love y'all. Don't forget, sometimes we need to let go of things, clear out some space, so that more beauty can come into our lives. Blessed be y'all. Talk to you next week. Y'all have been listening to the Southern Fried Witch Podcast. Come back around next week for a little bit more magic from the Deep South.